Welcome to the Global Missions Inc. podcast. Today's episode features Robert Persaud. Well, you know, I should share this testimony with you that I remember once we had a good crowd in the interior of Guyana and they depend on electricity more than the regular people from the city. They had their lamps and so on and things. Then I had a set of notes because I was doing a teaching on the tabernacle. So I had pictures to show and so on. And in the midst of teaching, you know what happened? The same thing. And so then is when I had to switch from just teaching by notes to switch over and say, give it all to the Lord, right? Yeah, that's it. That's when you lay aside your notes and you just move in the Spirit. Sometimes we might be doing that tonight. <laughs> Are you prepared for that? Amen. 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 But I feel now in this COVID, I use the word COVID environment, where God's people has been through a lot. We have been slaughtered and hit from pillar to post and all over the place. Our families have been hit. We have lost loved ones. And this thing has become so much a burden to God's people and to the whole world. The whole world has been hit by COVID. And because of this, it's time that the Lord has given us that we are making a comeback. Isn't that so? And it's an opportunity for the church to rise from the ashes and to really enter into the things of God. Let's not give up. Let's not give up. I believe that during these meetings, God will want to encourage us. There's something inside of us and that God has placed in us. When he called us into his kingdom, he's not just called us and left us there, but he has given us a purpose for living. Amen. And one of the best purposes of God's people he's called us for is for two things. I like to make it simple. I hope you don't mind. I sometimes enjoy this because when I'm speaking to the people in the rainforest, this is the way I speak. I'm not underestimating you by any chance, right? But you know... There's two, the two things that God has called each one of us for that purpose, for that main reason why He has filled us with His Holy Spirit, why He has kept us, is for two main things, for simply ministry and service. Amen. Let's think Amen. about those two words, ministry and service. Amen. And while we're in this camp, and the Lord might be just speaking to us, It's time for us to be recharged and to be re-energized to press on with God. Amen. And it seems like if the Lord wants us not to be discouraged, but to be encouraged, to be strengthened. So whatever we have come with here at at camp, we should be able to just lay it at the feet of Jesus. Bring your burdens to the Lord and just lay it there. And He will take care of that. I know we have come from far, some of us. It's not easy. Serving God is never straightforward. There are always difficulties. There are always challenges. There are always speed bumps along the way. Especially the main highways in traveling with God. You know? And so, because of this, the enemy would throw anything in our pathway just to discourage us. Right. Just to keep us from serving God. So we've got to realize these things. 
We have come here with a multiplicity of burdens, of cares, of struggles, of heartaches and griefs maybe, of wondering what's next, where is the future, and we might be questioning ourselves. But let it be said that God has a reason why you're here. Amen. And He will fulfill that reason. As you look to Him, look to Him that you're, you, you will get that answer from the Lord to press on for His glory. Amen? Amen. Before we look to the Word of God, let's pause for a moment and look to the God of the Word in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you this evening that we have gathered. Thank you for your people. Lord, you have called us into this glorious body. You brought us together as one from all quarters, all corners, Lord. And you brought us as your children because you are working out that purpose. And we thank you tonight for you blessing us. Lord, amidst the electricity problem, amidst the blackout or whatever it is, we know we will glorify you. Move by your spirit. Touch hearts. Touch lives. Quicken our spirits here tonight. Oh God, quicken our minds. Quicken our, touch our bodies. And those of us who might be sick and afflicted, that we may feel that touch and know that you are God. And you're the great physician and the mighty God. Thank you for doing it, Lord. Blessing your word to our hearts. And glorify the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. I would like us to think about the good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. And here, Psalm 23 is an expression of David, the psalmist. He was well trained in taking care of sheep. As a matter of fact, he was... He was busy looking after sheep until God sent the prophet Samuel. Could you remember that? And when Samuel came on the scene and he went through the list of choosing and he went through and Samuel did not feel that it was the leading of the Lord. So he asked the question, is there any, he asked Jesse, the father of David, is there any, are there any more of, of your sons? And oh, yes, we forgot one. They're always the forgotten one. There's always the unknown. There's always the one. That's the one that God uses. And so, he said, well, bring him. And that was David. And David, who was well-versed in taking care of sheep. And so he paints a beautiful picture. And he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And he goes into it, which we all know the scriptures, right? He said, he leads me beside, he leads me in the green pastures. Everything the Lord provides for us. Amen. God is good. Amen. I heard that up there this afternoon at the round table while we were eating. One of the sisters got a nice piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> and said she came, and I could see she had that smile on her face. And she said, she brought it. She said, God is good. All the time. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. God is good. He provides. And so, this is what David has proven. He leadeth me beside still waters. Here's one of the things, of the traits that I've learned about the sheep. The sheep will not drink water from a running stream. Or a boisterous set of water just flowing down in the, with uh, uh, a stream of water. No, 
leaded me beside still waters. It's the stillness of the waters, in the quietness, the sheep is able to go and drink that water. Yeah. And there he, he partakes. And it goes on to say there about this sheep. It's very important. You know, and we are confronted with this ever so often. There's a beautiful parable that Jesus used. But because of the natural situation here that we are faced with. And that, the parable speaks about 100 sheep. Isn't that so? And out of that 101 was missing. There were 99. But one was missing somewhere. But the shepherd went after that one. That is a representation of the kingdom of God. Amen. And I don't care what sometimes people say. Oh, you've traveled so far to come and see us. And I would say to them, how many miles it is? A hundred miles? But even if it was 200 miles, you're the one. Amen. It's not the 99, it's the one. The 99 and the four. But that's the kingdom of God. The principle of the kingdom of God. Each one of us are very much recognized by the Holy Spirit, by the Lord. And He loves us, and He cares us, and He wants to work with us, and dwell in us, and to be our God. That's what He said. I will be your God. You will be my people. And He said it to those in the book of Corinthians. He said it to them. But He wants something. He wants them to come out from among them. Come out from the uncleanness. Come out from among them and touch that the uncleanness. And He will be our God and we will be His people. That's a contract. What a contract that is. If you do this, I will do this. And if you obey, I will fulfill. And God's promises are yea and amen. If God says something, He will fulfill it. And if God says something, He will bring it to pass. As we often say down in South America, God is not a politician. He doesn't make promises and empty promises. If God said it, we've got to believe it. He will do it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for that. So in this particular Psalm 23, he said, Thou anointest my head with oil. He's speaking on behalf of the second person of a, of a sheep. And the reason why the shepherd would anoint the sheep with oil is because of the insects. And the flies would come and bother the sheep, sometimes interfere with their eyesight. The sheep has tremendous eyesight. They have a peripheral vision, almost 360 degrees. They have a wide, wide-angled kind of vision, you know? And so, and the sheep would be taken care of by the shepherd. Take that oil and rub it and anoint their heads. That's what is. David meant, thou anointest my head with oil. Mm. And that the shepherd anoints the sheep with oil. Yeah. I want you to translate that. I want you to um, cross-reference that portion of scripture. You may not be able to see. But if you cross-reference that particular verse in the book of Luke chapter 4, verse 18. When Jesus was there and in Nazareth. He went to the temple. And on the Sabbath, he was reading. You know, every, he, he would go and read scriptures. And so he, he took the scriptures and he began reading. And he began reading exactly from the laws. 
from the book of Isaiah, or Isaiah, as some would say, Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1. And those are the words, exact words that are repeated in Luke chapter 4. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because He has anointed me. To do what? To heal the brokenhearted. To preach the gospel. To bring deliverance. In other words, God anoints His servant. The Holy Spirit anoints Jesus to fulfill the work that He had on earth. It's the same Holy Spirit. He's not changed. And so, I want you to cross-reference that portion there in the book of Luke chapter 4 with Psalm 23. When the psalm says, Thou anointest my head with oil. There's an anointing that takes place. And if the church ever needs that anointing is now. There are too many insects around. There are too many disturbances. There are too many annoyances. There are so many things that are happening. And this is my personal observation. And please forgive me if I'm wrong. But I've noticed since the arrival of COVID, you find people are more itchy and touchy and annoyed and upset for nothing. Have you found that? Or is it just me? It's something about it that the, the, the whole world is heading that way. You're driving on the highway. I'm surprised to see people coming right close up to me and cut you off and then you have to just slow down and then it's my goodness, you know, but that's the way of the world. Those are some of the insects. Those are some of the flies. And we have to dwell under the anointing or else this is what the enemy would want to do, disturb our peace, cause us to be unhappy, take away the joy of the Lord and have it just, just looking at flies. Sorry to put it that way, but that's what it is. But Jesus, it was amazing. It was part of that tradition. Like He would go, according to what um, a Jewish friend told me in Israel, what in the temple, one day would go and read the Mishnah and the Torah, the laws and the prophets and so on, in, of the Jewish scriptures, on a weekly basis, they would go there. And they would just handle that scroll with such a care and reverence. I wish that God's people would be more careful handling God's word with a little bit more care and reverence. And in reading his word. His beautiful word that speaks to us so much. I don't know, um, I can't read here, but it's uh, 1,189 chapters in the Bible, right? 1,189 chapters out of 66 books. And if we subdivide that and we read about four chapters a day, by the end of the year, we will finish reading the whole, the whole scriptures, from Genesis to Revelation. And so it's encouraging for us to give that reverence to God's word. So David, um, Jesus, while he was reading the scripture, he said... This day, I'm just quoting from, you know, because I can't read here. I said, this day is the word of God fulfilled in other words. It's manifested, those exact words. And this friend from Jerusalem was explaining to me that in some of the synagogues, there's an empty chair. They're still waiting for the Messiah, you know. 
So there's an empty chair. And after reading, the, it is believed by some of the teachers there in Israel that after Jesus would have finished reading that scripture, he went and sat down in that vacant chair. Because according to the Jewish tradition, they're still waiting for that chair to be uh, used by the Messiah. They're still waiting. Some folks are still waiting. But we know that the Lord has come already. He's come unto us. Amen. We've experienced Him. We've known Him. We've known the power of God. Yes. We've known the power of salvation. He's transformed us. And today, uh, He has been moving in our, in our lives. And doing such a wonderful work. So it is, brethren, we should be encouraged about this. That when He sat down, the Pharisees, the far you see from the kingdom of God, and the Sadducees, who I call the Sadducee, from the kingdom of God as well, they began to murmur. And that's, I want us to see who we are as God's people. People will talk about us, they will criticize us, they will look at us differently. But we have got a role to fulfill. Amen. We are from the kingdom of God. We are representing the kingdom of God and the Lord here. So we've got to do this. And God has been working. So looking at this now, that's the shepherd who anoints the sheep. And Jesus being the chief shepherd, according to Second Peter, I think, the chief shepherd, Christ, he was anointed too. He was anointed. That's why he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me. Today, if we fast forward in the year 2022, well, the Spirit of God is not only resting on us. The Spirit of God should be in us. Amen. The Spirit of God is within us. Amen. And he is bringing forth some of those gifts and ministries. And many of us, I don't think anybody's a stranger here, but if you are, welcome. Welcome into the family of God. Amen. And make sure you, you talk with one of our elders. We love you. I can't see anybody. I'm just saying this, you know. <laughs> but hallelujah. Hallelujah. And there it was here. And we see after Jesus taking such a care. And he had to be anointed by the Spirit in order to function. I want to challenge us that we will not be able to live an effective Christian life that would be pleasing to God and would be effective to be that bright shining light that is on a hill without the Holy Spirit. Amen. We need that spiritual power and that comes from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes into us and what he does he ignites our spirits it's the holy spirit working with our spirit and that's the way he teaches us and he leads us yes isn't god good yeah. he leads us every step of the way i love what i saw on a bumper sticker my god is not dead i spoke to him this morning he's not dead he's alive every day every moment we should be in touch the headquarters. We should be in touch with headquarters. Yes. And the Spirit of God will gently lead us as He leads the sheep and lead, 
that sheep in the pastures green and they can be can be a fulfilling experience one of the things about the shepherd the shepherd in the Middle Eastern area I remember stopping once in Israel and I spoke with one of the Bedouin shepherds and we had a conversation and I began to ask him how does the sheep know you he said they know him each one of his sheep knows him just like what Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. Yeah. And he has a way. He's even, he's even explained to me, each sheep has a name. <laughs> that was quite something to me. Each sheep has a name. Each one of them has a name. My sheep know my voice. And they will not follow another. Isn't that wonderful? So we need to just Use this opportunity while we're here to um, take a grip of ourselves, spend time with God, pray and ask the Lord to fulfill the purpose of this camp. We need to come back to some basics. We need to come back of praying more, of reading God's word more, of meditating more. If you're annoyed, annoyed with me, that's okay. This is the word of God. I'm obligated to tell you the truth as a servant of God. And this is what we need. The church has lost the art of meditation. Have you noticed that? You find in these days, we need to come back. And one of the things about the sheep, when the sheep eat up a set of grass, they will go and lie in the pasture and they will regurgitate. Bring up that grass and as though they are fine-tuning. That's that's symbolic of meditation. When we listen to the word of God, we read God's word, we should spend time quietly before the Lord and allow him to take his word and apply it to our hearts and show us. And he's faithful enough to do that and we're able to move on. Yes, this is the hour. This is the time, people, that the Holy Spirit will have to work it in our lives. Yeah. This is the time. Yeah. If any time that we need, it's now. Yeah. What America needs is the moving of God's Spirit. Amen. What we need here in North Carolina, oh yes, it's good to have good programs. It's good to have lots of money. It's good to have uh, good politicians if they're ready. You know, it's good to have all these good things. What we need is a, a ministering of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. In our homes, in our lives, in our schools, in our neighborhoods. We need that. Without the moving of God's Spirit, we're just dead and empty. We'd be useless. We need that. We need that. I think of the many, many times that God moved in the scriptures and elsewhere. But 1904, the, uh, the Welsh revival, there were young people that were gathered together and they were praying. Just as we gathered here, they were spending time in prayer and the young people were gathered together. Young people, not because you're young that God cannot start a work in you. Yeah. The Welsh revival started by 27-year-old Evan Roberts and things began to move young people were gathering together and were just praying and praying and there we find those bars were converted to churches, buildings hallelujah yes. 
and some of those that were have their mules and they were accustomed using um, foul language to their mules, foul commands, and they began and they were converted. When they're converted, they can't use foul language anymore. So when they began to speak to their animals, the horses, in a in a humane language, in a civilized language, the horses wouldn't that even move. But Frank Patterson told me that. So the list goes on and on and on. The 1906, the Sousa Street Revival there that came out there, people were praying with a black brother by the name of Seymour. He prayed and prayed. And to focus on God, what he did, he took a bag, a paper bag, and covered his face just to focus on God. When God began to move, in that Azusa Street, in that warehouse, it was fire. Yes. It was the fire of God. Amen. That's what we need, people. This is what we need, a rebirth of a revival. In fact, there were people, it is said that people from the neighborhood, they saw that warehouse, they saw it going up in flames, and they decided to call the fire engine. When the fire engine came, there was no literal fire. But they saw fire. Ah, yeah. Amazing. It's amazing. It's time that the world needs to come back to that place of respecting our God. We have allowed too many things. <coughs> I'm not saying that we should fight and go down the streets in Tennessee, North Carolina, Illinois, wherever we are, and to block the traffic and do those things. We can do greater than that. Yeah. We can be praying. Yeah. And be praying and be led by the Spirit of God. Yeah. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot do anything. The church is like what Jesus has said to the Pharisees. They're like whitewashed sepulchers filled with dead men's bones. We ought to show a better example than that. And today that is wrong with the world, whether we be from Canada or the United States or from the South here. We need to come back to that place. Now encourage us. This is the time that we keep seeking the Lord for the Spirit of the Lord is upon us and in us for a reason, to fulfill those reasons and to work within our lives. So be encouraged tonight. Be encouraged tonight. God has a greater good. God has a reason why He's going to work through us. If you would like more information about the moving of God's Spirit or resources for your spiritual life, please visit our website at www.globalmissionsinc.org. Thank you.